Hello everyone and welcome back to But It's a Classic, the film reviewing podcast where we look at classics old and new. My name is Phoebe and I have seen every film. I don't know why I chewed you, all you, the syllables. Yeah, you enunciated I know. the fuck out of that. I was really... Um, and I'm Ferdy <laughs> and I've seen 22 films 22, no? 22 yeah. films. Uh, to get it out of the way, 21. Because we, we, for anyone who missed it last week, we rediscovered uh, the thing we need to say. Yes. Um, I don't know why we felt the need to make that the thing we no, say. I almost don't want it to be because it's not yeah. like that. I don't think that meme has like been around. Well, has not been in prominence long enough for it to become around and be funny again. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, dude. Really? I f- I find it quite funny. Oh no! Um... I like. I don't find the the video in a vacuum funny. Mm. I find um, all the fucking memes surrounding it. To be funny, like the um, uh, like the one where he goes, "What's uh, whether it's edited?" So the the guy behind the camera goes, "What's ten plus ten plus one?" Oh yeah, goes, like twenty one, and then it uh, <laughs> starts playing Scatman's World, and the text at the bottom reads, "He got it right." I want to. It's, it's just fucking. I want weird. to bring a Victorian child to this moment currently <laughs> and watch their brain implode as they try and work out what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, good luck to them. Um, we're taking it back old school ish because we did a '90s film last week. Oh, with oh with the, with about the, the film, film rather yeah, than for the podcast rather than that we do on we're films. doing another yeah. meme. We should do a meme Taking podcast. It. We shouldn't do that. That'd be awful. <laughs> and that's probably already been done like so meme many times. Review. Scrat the do flora do. I don't know what that You means. laugh, you lose. Ah, right. Do you remember okay. when PewDiePie did that series? No. Well, I, only like... know, I only know meme review. review. It just reminded me of that because ah. he does that. But there's, um, <laughs> there was a thing that he did where oh. it was like, you laugh, you lose. and um, But he'd do it in Swedish to make it different. And it was scrat the do flora do. And that's the only bit of Swedish I know. Swedish is such a cool language. Isn't it so funky? It's such a cool language. I I, I apologise, I realise I've hijacked you actually talking about the no, film. No, don't worry. Um, one of my friends from school, Sophia, um, is Sophia. Swedish and she can speak fluent Swedish. Is that how she says it? Yeah. Sophia. 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 She, talks, she has this accent normally, but right. every time she introduces introduces herself she goes hi I'm Sophia Sophia it's, yeah it's very strange I don't know why she does it but, maybe because she's Swedish uh, yeah potentially um, <laughs> Karen um, but one of the things that being fluent in Swedish has enabled her to do um, is she can speak backwards perfectly she what? can take any English word yeah. and then, without even thinking about it, speak it backwards. How? Like I, I don't I genuinely don't know. That's so weird. It's yeah. Do you I think it's just like a I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, dialect. Yeah, I, I genuinely have no idea. That's I'm I'm only really assuming that it's because she can speak Swedish. Well, I guess um, it might just be like a really cool innate power. That she yeah, has. exactly. Like people that um, are able to like recite numerical formulas, like instantly do you know what I mean I, I think speaking backwards is cooler than reciting numerical formulas oh definitely formulas. I want to be able to speak backwards yeah. you'd sound like because anything you like say you're speaking is, in tongues exactly anything yeah. you say would be inherently creepy do you know what I mean like, <laughs> back, like honestly like playing yeah. anything backwards it sounds spooky and you've got mm. like a cool horror movie ability within yeah. you mm. um, so today's film is yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're watching In the Heat of the Night which is a 1966 yeah. Seven film. Um, <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> or was it released in Sweden? Yeah, same. <laughs> I think it's difficult to do a Swedish accent without accidentally going into like one of the Muppets. Oh, the Swedish, Swedish chef. chef to be more borg-y specific. Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, borg, in the heat of the night. <laughs> Sorry, I love him. Surfboard. Um, <laughs> that's a very old meme. In the Heat of the Night. Yes. 1967. It is. I'll go into details um, because I've made extensive notes oh, on I, this film. I can see. Because I, I thought, it's yeah. Notes you'll have to scroll through. Yeah. It's not just one phone screen's worth. Exactly. The reason I had it's like incredible. a little um, little bit of a vocal dip for the, when I said 1967, is because my phone like auto shut. Oh, right. I was like, no, I can't remember the date. Oh, what is it? It's like really quickly doing the password. Yeah. Without mechanical intervention. I mean, who isn't? Dude, that's so true. It's so true. That's so true. 
I, need to... I asked for Fadi if we could briefly pause so I could just stand up and just shake myself a little bit to wake myself up a bit. <laughs> We're recording at mine, so um, by sitting on my bed, yes. my energy levels are a bit like, oh, mm. in comfy state. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I've spent the last hour kind of getting dressed, getting ready to leave. True. It is entirely feasible that you woke up 10 minutes before I got here. Half an hour. Half Okay, <laughs> amazing At the quickest shower of my life. <laughs> I was in, out, like, shaking all about and just so run. Like, as you knocked on the door, I was mm. mid-brushing my teeth. Oh, my God. Oh, oh very sorry. That's my okay. They're minty fresh. it was raining fresh. outside. It was. That's so far. Um, and my road isn't the funnest to just stand outside, to be fair. So true. Yeah. Uh, so, so, in Heat of the Night, yeah, in released in 1967. Oh, uh-huh. you're learning. Well done. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, directed by Norman Jewison, um, who mm-hmm. like is fam- probably most famous for this and Fiddler on the Roof. Um, uh. I know, what a guy. Um, it was part of this... Um, it's RKO. Sorry, not uh. RKO. United Artists. RKO would be long oh, gone by this point. Come on, Phoebe. <laughs> it's not RKO. Oh, wake up. It's United what Artists. And they had a like subsection uh, that was mm. called the, the Mirish Corporation. The what? The Mirish Corporation. Mirish. It was like specialising... Like Sean Connery Mirish. saying what he has in his bathroom. Sean Connery. I've got some mirrors. Mirish. I look in the mirrors every morning. I like to have sex with women. As Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of funny voices, I've gone off oh, yeah. tangent trying to explain this film for That's five times. So but I was listening back to the Beetlejuice episode. Oh, yeah. I do a really fucking good impression of the guy that does the stage performances Beetlejuice. Like my oh, yeah. my little nasally, nasally guttural guy. Not, yeah. um, New Yorker was really fucking good. Like I was like <laughs> I was like having some coffee and I almost did like a double take on it because I was like, damn, this is good. <laughs> some good shit. <laughs> some dude. good shit. Anyway, um, uh-huh. so the Mirish Corporation specialised in mid-budget, highbrow, older audience adult films. Mm. Um, so example would include some like it hot. Oh, for example, okay. uh, West Side Story, Great Escape. I think Great Escape is one that I'd like to cover at some point because uh, mm. it's quite important. <laughs> um, so it kind of sets the bar for what you'd expect from this film. It's a neo-noir. With oh, hell yeah. Much more of a kind of Fuck intellectual, yeah. for lack of a better word, leaning towards its subject matter and stuff. Interesting. Okay. It's... Is it like um, fucking... Uh, film bro Ryan Gosling is my fucking <laughs> god and I will mimic him till the day I die I mean I personally way. think that uh, Sidney Poitier is god <laughs> but I think that's a bit of a niche pull um, no it's it's one that you'd think would be talked about more fondly in the kind of like like fil- filmophile world yeah. cinephile kind of world but I feel mm. like it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit despite being potentially one of the most if not the most crucial film i'd think to come out of the 60s about like race relations in america oh it's about race relations yeah god okay so i'm assuming you don't know anything about. i know nothing that's brilliant it's starring (laughs) sydney poitier who is a black actor at the time for the 60s he was the biggest box office pull really Um, yeah people loved him he was oh good for him he's a fascinating actor um he's famous for never taking on roles where black people are depicted in a negative light because oh, he didn't yeah. yeah because he didn't want he always wanted to play the good guy yeah. he didn't want to create the stigma that other black actors were taking on of like yeah. negative roles or stereotypes oh, of black people which is why That's he became sick. yeah which is why he had such a kind of interesting pull yeah um in america and england mm. um he had won an oscar by this point in 1963 which is really amazing for the time yeah um but no it's kind of um it's talking about the film talks about racism and politics um, mm. in America under the like a thinly veiled guise of a police procedural film. Oh. Um, procedural. That's a hard word to say. Procedural. <laughs> procedural. There we go. <laughs> Do you mean like like a detective? Yeah, thing? Oh, like a kind of yeah. you know like kind of like hot, dingy, smoky rooms, interrogation. Rooms I, I heard and things some like, like it hot. So. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, it's coming back together. It's coming back around. <laughs> yeah, it, what's interesting about uh, the Corporation yeah, is that... That's what I said. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> they, they, they seem to like producing films about heat. Um, I was going to say that 
having only heard two titles involving heat mm-hmm. in the heat of the night and some like it hot. Right. Um, any any spiritual successor energy for either of those? They related at all, or is it just no? Nope. No, cool. <laughs> Probably not whatsoever. Good. Probably the only thing that unites yeah. them is that they're both uh, directed by white men. I guess. <laughs> I suppose. But, they have that in common with, with I think, m- maybe even most films. <laughs> most films in Hollywood, Potentially yes, most coming films. out of Hollywood. Okay, well, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof might be the thing that, like, oh, maybe. bridges the gap, because, yeah. like, also hot. We should probably do that at some point. Although I know a certain someone who would absolutely require and necessitate being <laughs> a uh, little little uh, extra in yeah. our uh, episode. <laughs> little extra. Um, you know who you, you know who you are. Uh-huh. I, I think I know um, <laughs> my boy yeah um anyway yes so in the heat of the night mm. is about an a american homicide specialist police officer played Ooh. by sydney poitier Ooh. um who's it, it he lives in kind of like the northern states of america okay and he's asked to go to mississippi to deal with a homicide murder mystery case and he is paired up with a rather racist small town white guy cop um so it's like a buddy cop thing but a buddy cop but one of them doesn't deserve to be buddies with. yeah exactly um and it's uh it's rod steiger as well playing uh the racist cop what i find interesting is that in the reception to this film it got a lot of nominations rod steiger won best actor but not sydney party yeah which is Maybe well, maybe they were just saying he wins Best Actor because he's not really racist, but he's really good at playing a <laughs> but racist. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's got range. But it doesn't even make any sense to me because <laughs> arguably Sidney Poitier is the main character. Yeah, like it's 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 from a book series where uh, oh, Tibbs. Okay. I can't remember his first name, but Sidney Poitier's character is called Mister yeah. Tibbs. Mr. Um, Tibbs, yeah. He's he's got like three books about him, mm. like almost like a kind of Poirot kind of thing. Fuck yeah! Um, so it's really Sydney interesting Poirot that day. in the terms of like categorization for the Oscars, mm. Rob Steiger's character was considered best actor as opposed to best supporting. Um, yeah, well, you can't relate to no. someone who's not the same race as not you. At all. That would be crazy. <laughs> Heavy irony. There. Yes, so much irony. Heavy sarcasm. Don't take that out of context. What I do find really interesting is, I think you'll see it within the film, but um, mm. um, Haskell Wexler, who was the cinematographer for the film, which is a brilliant where the, name. Where the fuck are you finding these names? That this is, is mental. IMDb, clearly. Yeah, crazy name. Yeah, brilliant. Fucking mental. <laughs> so he was the cinematographer for the film, and you'll yeah. notice it throughout. He was kind of one of the first, well, Hollywood Western direct, um, cinematographers to actually attempt to light black people better in their films oh like if you think about I think David Butler I don't know if you went to like yeah, the intro yeah the, yeah, the opening the not opening the opening the uh, oh, what's it called the, the, the taster open day session? yeah yeah taster open, session for yeah, the film yeah, yeah. Mm. where David Butler one of the lecturers uh, at the uni like mm. gave an overview of what the film module would be like if you stayed on to do mm. film studies at Manchester um, and he talked specifically I can't remember god what film was it I genuinely... I mean, it was the open day. I wasn't taking notes. No, that's so far. <laughs> so... Well, oof, speak for something. <laughs> it was, it was Samuel L. Jackson, though, no, right? Um, yes, I think it was. Yeah, there was a film yeah. that he was in where there's a scene where he, like, kisses a white woman. Mm. And he's literally... You cannot see him mm. because it's a shot set at night and he just is completely eclipsed. Yeah, um, and it just looks like because, this white actress is yeah, kissing the thing. Yeah, the lighting is set up to highlight white faces rather than black faces. Exactly. Uh, so Samuel Jackson becomes uh, not there. Yeah, pretty much for real. So yeah. the reason, and it's a fairly modern movie as well, isn't it? I know it's like nineties one. Yeah. Assume. Considering yeah. this is nineteen sixty-seven, yeah. Haskell Wexler like he he just managed to do it so that Sidney Poitier's like facial features and the depths of his face don't get lost to the camera which is really significant for yeah, the time yeah that's fucking huge um, and you know because of that um, mm. if not other reasons for him just being a good cinematographer it's a really pretty film like it looks nice yeah it's got that kind of 60s nice. warm to it do you know what I mean like lots it, of kind of like orange hues yeah well I'd hope it was warm yeah in the night. In, in, in the heat. In the in the night. Of yeah. The night heat. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just like I, these. I and I had this with um, some like it hot mm. um, in that one as well. The names of these films have nothing to do with the fucking plot. Well, does this one? Does this one have anything to do? The body is found in the heat of the night in Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. I know yeah, what you mean. Right. Some like it hot is okay. very um, bad. Bad example, though. No, no, no. Everything I, else, though. I agree with. I'm the right some, about everything. I else. do agree with some like it hot, though, because yeah. like it should be. I don't know. Yes. It could just be called like. I'm trying to think of an alternative title, like Dorothy and Friends of Dorothy. Friends of Dorothy. <laughs> friends of Sugar. Yeah, sugar Cane. Sugar Cane yeah. and her best best her bosom buddies or something like that. I think I've seen that one. (laughs) (laughs) But not in a cinema. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, well, the the nitpicker in me is very happy to know that um, the title has something to do with the film. Because I think... When was when was um, some like it hot released again? Hmm, fifty something. Fifty. Okay. All right. So in the in the sort of ten year period between then and in the heat Mm. of the night, they worked out the that was the bar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Good. I I I don't know if I verbalized it enough in that episode, but that really bugged me. I know what you mean. It's (laughs) most telling for Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Why are they called Reservoir Dogs? Why are they? I mean. They are the reservoir they dogs. They are the reservoir but dogs. But why are they, why the, are they reservoir the reservoir dogs? dogs. That's, exactly. That's the real question. What about, what about like, the colour boys? Because they're all different colour... Oh, no. The colour boys. <laughs> no, that I... sounds so bad out of context. Yeah. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> the the colour spectrum? I think the boys of colour, I think. I think the boys the, of colour still boys doesn't of work. Color. Yeah, no, no, I was just... I was like, that's the political correct way of saying it. <laughs> 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 I think we're we're starting off this one a little bit. The misters, because they were all the misters. misters. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink, and ironically, Mr. Orange, when he shot that woman, he didn't miss her. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he didn't. He got the Mr. Men. Yeah, the mm, <laughs> Mr. Tickle, <laughs> Mr. Cut off an ear, Little Miss Sunshine. Hang on a minute. That was last episode. Oh yeah, not, not this, this one. episode. This one, we've got to go watch the film now. Are we are we watching the film right now? We can if you want to. I would love to. That's kind That'd of what amazing. we do on this. Is show. there anything? Is there anything I should know or look out for going into it? Nah, cool. we're going to be doing two weeks in a row where someone says the N word. No way! Which makes more sense for this film. Yes, it, um, <laughs> I, I mean it makes sense for the Tarantino in that it's a Tarantino yeah. film. It doesn't make sense like I guess socially, yes, yeah. narratively. Um, yeah, okay. but this one it makes sense. Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, oh, I just love a detective story, so mm. I'm very excited for this. I love a little. It's it's slower, mm. but it's it's interesting. Mm. Do you know? What I mean? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Sorry, mm. quickly before we watch the film, yeah. what makes a detective story a neo noir as opposed to a noir? So is it like time period? Kinda, yeah. yeah okay. Like just normal noir timeline is kind of thirties mm. to fifties ish, right? Okay, and usually are kind of like hard boiled classic kind of crime mm. narratives. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Think the Casablancas and the Third Man's yeah, of the world, yeah, yeah. Um, and are usually in black and white. Mm. Okay. Uh, is this in black and white? No, this is colour. Ooh, mm, very yeah. nice. Okay. And noirs aren't typically in yeah. colour. So it's mainly yeah. time period. Because noir means noir, exactly. black and yes. in French and then it's black and white. It's mm-hmm. very clever. So it's a, uh, what's colour in French? Couleur. Couleur. That might be completely That's wrong. <laughs> we just put a French accent that on colour. Yeah. I think that is right. Yeah. What, what's your favourite colour? Of our... Couleur. Yeah. Quelle couleur. Quelle couleur. I bet you, I bet you that's I think that's, yeah. Quelle couleur. Or is it which fridge? Which fridge? Which couleur. Which couleur is the beer in... I love... There are so many French words that just crack me up. Go on then. (laughs) I can't think of a single example. I'll call your bluff on that. Go Um, right ahead, I was going to say... I like un stylo. Oh, is that pen? Pen. Yeah, pen. Yeah. I forget which one's which. Stilo. Stilo, I think, is... Um, 
I, I like chapeau. That's a chapeau. hat. Oh, nice. Which I'm wearing right now. Oh. <laughs> oof is great. Or don't even get me started. I, I saw an oof with my oof. Oof, yeah. That's my oof. Uh, Isn't there that sentence where it's like all of the oof sounds? <laughs> no, it's like the... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember it. Speaking of languages, um, I can say one sentence in Dutch. Do it. Welke Vogelestad. What does that mean? What bird is that? <laughs> come off often, does it? You what, sorry? Does it come off often? Uh, yeah. In, in... It was, yeah. We went on a school trip to Holland. And, um... Cool. I don't know why, but, like, my friend Kate, like, I think she had, like, a children's book in Dutch for some reason, because I think she's got some relatives that live there, maybe. Right. Some cousins, maybe. <laughs> and the book was about birds. Okay. And it would be like, what bird is that? This bird is brown. But you know, I mean, like it was kind of like we're going if on a bear I, hunt If levels. I asked someone what bird that was and they said it was brown, I'd be really pissed at them. <laughs> That's <laughs> not like could, could I be a can sparrow. fucking see that. They might be blind. Then how do they know it's brown? Um, no, the other person wouldn't be colorblind. I mean, oh. blind. Because well, they're mean, asking even, what even bird still, is that. Like, I, it won't make a difference to them whether it's brown or not. Some Yeah, sometimes it's good to have the background info, though, isn't it? I can't speak for the blind community, but I'd assume that was okay. The blind community need to know if you're brown. Why? Now let's go and watch In the Heat of the Night. I, yep, let's go watch it. <laughs> Exciting stuff. See you in a bit, I guys. Coffee. Yeah, bye. bye. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Yes. What an iconic line. What a fucking iconic line. Mm. There were some brilliant lines in there. Oh, I know, right? Like, not many, like, super, super standout ones, but there were several where we both, at the same time, went, hell yeah. Yeah. Or or something to that effect. Yeah, Tibbs is... Virgil's slick. You know what I mean? He's so um, calculated. Yeah. And put together. Yeah, which, like, I I know that you were saying this during the film, is a very interesting choice, because he's not... And I I actually quite appreciate this in the film, because it would be quite easy to, you know, uh, like, be very ham-fisted with um, the victim is good and everyone else is bad. You know, like, I like that they gave him a couple of flaws Mm, here and mm. there. Like, he is incredibly intelligent... But he is also uh, flawed in the sense that he lets that intelligence um, and his uh, obvious disapproval of racism, Mm -hmm. uh, he lets that kind of get the better of him. And he thinks that he might be, you know, you said um, when he got out of the police car in the middle of the night, uh, Mm -hmm. you think, oh, he thinks he's above anything happening to yeah, him. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really interesting layer. And yeah, I like that they didn't take the easy route mm-hmm. um, with, you know, his characterization. And yeah, I yeah. thought that was really cool. On non related note, I'd like to apologise for the children in the background, which I'm pretty sure will probably pick up on the audio. Oh, sh- oh yeah. Um, we're filming this. <laughs> they're, they're outside yeah. rather than we've no, got no, we children don't have... here. We're recording this on the bank holiday Monday, yeah. so it, and it's like midday. So there's because yeah. like these like quite quiet roads, mm. you do get a lot because just like playing Me on the streets, streets, which fair enough. But yes, I completely agree. Mm. He's got this kind of it's almost like a uh, I don't want to say privilege because he's still black in the sixties, no, which is still problematic. But there's this privilege that he has that he's from one of the northern states yes and a kind of yeah. I am above my fellow yeah. like, black people yeah I, I don't know if because he's still <sighs> yeah it, it's tricky because I don't know if he necessarily feels above them but there's a certain sort of sense of invulnerability I don't know, you know it's... like I am in a position of power. Mm. I have fought to get where I am. I, you know, 
I am in a position of power because of my natural abilities and maybe, the stuff that I've worked maybe for. Maybe above is not yeah. like the right wording, but there's the bit where they're driving through the cotton fields mm. and the only people picking the cotton are black people. Yeah. And you can kind of just see this slight kind of uncomfortability mixed with a little mm. bit of disgust on Virgil's face. Yeah. And then, what's his name? Gillespie. Gillespie. I can yeah. never say that name. Gillespie <laughs> is like, oh, you know, what is it? It's something like, but that's not you, is it? Like, yeah. it's almost like he's like, yeah, you you don't have to do this, mm. do you, don't you? With your yeah. with your smart job and your yeah, like lots exactly. of money that you earn. Exactly. Um, no, it's oh, it's so it's so slick and so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't uh, know. And just him having that moment after he yeah. gets slapped by the plantation uh, owner. Endicott? Endicott. Eldercott. Yeah, Eldercott, uh, I think. Yeah, some, one of them. Yeah, some a, a white name. <laughs> when he's in the car and he's like, I know it, I know he's the killer. Yeah. And like, the other guy's just like, yeah. oh, you're just like, you're just like me. Yeah, yeah you're no I mean, better than the rest of us. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing. And also the fact that he then later on admits fault in that mm-hmm. and said, yeah, I was preoccupied with getting Endicott for personal reasons. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really interesting layer to add to him and a really interesting wrinkle, especially for nineteen sixty seven to add to what could otherwise be just a standard progressive racism bad story. Yes, exactly. I do think that and I was thinking about this um afterwards when we were setting up for the second half. I the yeah, the the plot was kind of set up to be like someone murked Colbert um, because he was setting up a factory uh, that would give a lot of people of colour jobs. Yeah. It was kind of, like, I, I don't know if that was ever explicitly said as like, oh, that probably was the motive. Yeah. But it it felt to me as though it was implied a little bit. I know bit. what you mean. And it, that, that didn't really come mm-hmm. about I because, think the twist was underwhelming yeah the twist was very underwhelming because yeah and it, it felt like um, at the start I was thinking oh this film is setting itself up to be um, the whole plot is going to revolve around racism Yeah. whereas really the only bits that act of the mystery that actually revolve around racism are the hunches that Virgil and Gillespie have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it felt like the racism angle only affected their character development as yes. opposed to the plot itself. Mm. I suppose you know? like the killer being racist is like one aspect to it, but that's not necessarily. Yeah, it's but not that's like also it... not the reason he no. did the murder. It was you know? because of an abortion like yeah. narrative. Yeah, which it almost felt a little bit kind of like shoehorned in as like yeah. how many kind of like controversial things can we put into this film let's <laughs> yeah. do let's do an underage um, abortion subplot Shit, yeah I forget she's underage yeah she's she? 16 yeah. which is ew. Ew. especially because we see like great. a whole shot of her naked at the beginning and like oh my god yeah I forgot about well, that presumably the actress is probably over 18 yeah but well, even so like having Sam mm. perv on her the other cop yeah, perving on her at the beginning yeah that's not great Jesus. Fucking hell. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. And... Yeah. I I like that the police officers are not presented as good people. God, no. But um, I also, again, think that the only person who really got any kind of development in that regard was Gillespie. I don't think... I mean, Sam, obviously you know, had a a little bit of getting used to Virgil, but after he was imprisoned, you see him in the corner of a shot where Virgil is talking to the other prisoner, Harvey. Yeah. And you don't really kind of get any denouement with Sam's character. And I think, actually, that would have been a really interesting thing to see, considering that Sam is the one who initially profiles Virgil, mm. brings him into Gillespie. Yes, very true. Um, I think it would be really interesting to see his opinion of Virgil now that Virgil has effectively cleared his name. Mm-mm-mm. You know? Um, Proven himself. Which Sam, as a police officer himself, could not do. Yes. 
Which, yeah, I think that would have been a really interesting angle, but... The corruption of small town southern cops, yeah. you know, <laughs> versus the big wig from the, s- northern, the big wig. northern cities. Yeah. Sidney yeah. Poitier is such a compelling, like, yeah. captivating actor. Yeah. I think, I kind of, I hadn't seen this film in quite a while, so I'd kind of forgotten how subtle and, like, mm. the, the nuances yeah, of, like, yeah. everything that he was doing. And mm. it just made the moments where he, like, brought out this kind of really like great energy of yeah. like you know the bits where we were just like oh great great yeah, line delivery it made those lines even more poignant yeah. like there's the bit oh, I can't even think of one specifically but there's you know when he's like showing Harvey in the prison cell his yeah. cop badge and, like flicks it open yeah. and then flicks it shut like really and it, dramatically and he cuts Harvey off by going now keep you cool Harvey yeah like I'm one all, finger raised yeah. and then he goes I'm all you got. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so fuck fun. yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, weird that Harvey got a kind of semi-redemption arc. And yeah. Sam did. I know, right? I mean, um, he was never like... No, I mean, he, he did He ask, nicked a wallet. He did ask Virgil why he was wearing a white man's clothes. Oh, that's very true, yeah. I forgot um, about that. But he asked for a cheeseburger. He did. With onions. With onions. So he's he's a human like being, just fast, like the rest of us. I like how we you know? put <laughs> yeah. we've hyperfixated on that specifically. Yeah, well, it's like it's a very... it it seems it doesn't seem like the the first thing one would ask. You'd assume if one with were onions. For it. Yeah, you'd assume with onions. You'd assume with I don't know. Maybe this is our twentieth century privilege, twenty uh, first yeah. century privilege. I always get the fucking centuries mixed uh, up. Silly Billy. Twenty twenty three. But they've had Mackies. I don't know. I don't know how long McDonald's has been around. Like fifties, maybe. For oh, I, I've got no fucking idea. They made a movie about that, like the making of McDonald's with Michael Keaton. No fucking way! Did yeah. they actually? No, fully. It's like yeah. I mean, like McDonald's was like a family-run thing. Huh. And then Michael Keaton's character, whoever he's playing in real, yeah. like supposed to be playing in real life, Ronald was, McDonald. Yeah, yeah, the clown. Yeah. Um, he, it, <laughs> he was the one. That, <laughs> I'm just imagining Michael Keaton dressed as a clown. That was quite funny. Um, yeah, he was the one that like made it into the franchise that we know today. Because mm. the idea of fast food was really weird. They were like, "Where's the plates? Where's the forks? What's going on?" You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that seems. There's a lot of those kind of business tycoon movies. Mm. As um, was it the Air Jordan? Uh, yeah, or, yeah, the Air Jordan movie at the minute. Uh, the sorry, movie. this is kind of like. Um, really really not related to In the Heat of the Night but speaking of Michael Keaton mm. we have watched the Michael Keaton Batman on the podcast yeah Michael Keaton Batman is coming back now he is in the Flash film, yeah in the Flash film. yeah so I think very confusing that's how they're going to tie together all the different um, they're going to do a Spider-Man No Way Home and <sighs> it's a bit confusing the, yeah. though isn't it because now we've yeah. got Robert Pat Batman which I guess yeah. is like a different universe mm. But like the Flash, the 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 Ezra Miller Flash has interacted with, um, oh my God, what's his name? The other ben Batman, Affleck. Ben Affleck's yeah. Batman. So how does that work? Does that mean that I, Michael so, Keaton's Batman's yeah. from a different universe? Yes, I think oh, that is the implication. That's um, kind of cool. Why yeah. couldn't they've done Batman Beyond then? I don't that know, dude. So fun. Gotta leave some room for a sequel. Can you ma- no? But like Batman Beyond would be so cool because like Michael <laughs> Keaton is of kind of the age for an aging. Yeah, retired Batman Bane. age. Yeah, like that that's cool. that would have been really. Maybe cool. that maybe they had, just haven't revealed that in the trailers. Maybe mm. I mean I suppose like this the kind of flash thing is kind of operating as Batman Beyond. Yes. Anyway, in yeah. the heat of the night. My well, no, <laughs> I, I did just want to bring up one more thing about the Flash movie no, go, is go. I read that the like the producer of the Flash movie when responding to a question said uh, about Ezra Miller specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, said that the public is going to forget all about Ezra Miller's crimes <laughs> because the Flash about their mo- abduction of an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, because the Flash movie's that good. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> which I just thought was really funny. The I movie that to say that on the podcast t- tried to do the little movie <laughs> yeah. that could. The little movie that could. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. A little bit out of themselves. A little bit Genghis Khan. A little just. Don't want you to get it on with nobody else with me. That song. I love that song. Yeah, I love that song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a that, cool um, music video. I've got to say that music video is very like synonymous yeah. with. I don't know what you would describe it as, but it's a very much a 
internet music video. Do you know yeah, what I mean? definitely. Like it was like a kind of mm. a YouTube hit. One yeah. might say in terms of like iconic music videos, like that mm. really weird one about the people in the pool that get like weird wormy things. Oh yeah, I hate oh. that music video. I forget what I forget what the song's called. It scares the shit. I watched that yeah. way too young. <laughs> I thought it was like an anime thing. No, it, it is. No, no, but I mean, I mean, it is. But like, oh, from a specific anime, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTube's React mm. watched it. And I got oh curious. yeah, it's really fun. I that. Anyway, in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night. Um, did you like? What did you think as a whole? I th- like I think it was good. Opinions? I think it was good. I I think it was more. Yeah, I think it sucks because the thing that I really look for in a noir is the mystery aspect. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, my main issue with In the Heat of the Night as a murder mystery, uh, detective, gumshoe, whatever, is... Like, not the, the racial angle, not the character development and interaction between Gillespie and mm-hmm. um, Virgil. Although, I will say, it was very hard to tell at various different points what Gillespie's actual opinion of Virgil was. Which I love. Wait, what? Yes, but it makes it very difficult. Well, it made it difficult for me mm. to be able to track. Okay his development because he seems to like Virgil one minute and then go back to being racist and then mm. like him another minute then go back to being racist I then like we made a breakthrough way. yeah I, I think like it's a choice that they did it yeah. it's not personally what I would have done That's or fair. how I interact with movies the easiest it's not like a bad thing it's just no, something no. that I preference yeah anyway um, the the mystery aspect the crime drama aspect I think was a little bit lost for me mm-hmm. Because I, like you say, the twist kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't spend enough time with the majority of the other characters in order. Like, so, um, let me, I'll I'll finish this thought first. (laughs) Um, Didn't spend enough time with Ralph, the person who actually... Yes, um, I know, he got like two scenes. Yeah, he got two scenes where he was this little fucking bit part where he was hiding a pie from I know, weird. Sam. And then he was looking out of the door at, at someone or other. Yeah. And that was it. And that's the last time we see him before the end. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess this is a twist that he killed him because we've seen yeah. his face a couple of times. I agree. I know, it was odd. But, like... Yeah, there was no indication that he would have had any connection to Dolores. There was a... Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I guess, like, he could have rode along with Sam and seen Dolores. Yeah, like, it I don't was, know. It's, it, it, yeah, I, I think unclear. you agree. I think it's one of those ones where, like, granted, I haven't got a leg to stand in here because I am not. I haven't read the books. But maybe... Oh, I forget it's based on yeah, books, isn't it? Maybe yeah, maybe there's more... It, like, uh, that's not to, like, diminish from your point. No, no, no. I, I'm just I thinking... just thought of something that I'm going to say in a minute and yeah. apologies for interrupting you. No, Please no, no, continue. don't worry. Um, <laughs> You'd think maybe that there might have been more development to that relationship yeah. in the book, or at least I don't know, have him hanging around the police department a little bit yeah, more. Like exactly. I got you a fresh delivery of pie or something like yeah, that. You know? Yeah, because I agree, it's like because it's a like the movie angle. You know, is is so interested in this kind of like idea of you know a black cop and a white cop pairing up and they have differentiating mm. beliefs and yeah, stuff it's yeah. weird that at the end it's a lover's a lover's killing yeah exactly it has nothing to do with the themes of the rest of the film yeah. and the same it's the same for me with setting up Endicott as a villain and then him never appearing mm. At all I mean, after the slap, I like, like that as I like that as a red herring, and I like that yeah. as like a, a crucial scene, yes. to develop in terms of Virgil's yeah. character. But one of the things about the red herring thing mm. is none of the red herrings are active at the same time. None of the red herrings last very long at all. Mm-hmm. As soon as Harvey gets chucked in prison. Virgil immediately disproves that it was him. Yeah. As soon as Endicott comes into the picture, 
Virgil immediately loses suspicion of him and realises that it's his own personal bias. Not for a while after, though. Not, well, no, maybe not. That may be a bad example. But then Sam, as well, as soon as he's thrown into the mix, Virgil immediately disproves that it was him. It's like, and again, we haven't spent enough time with any of these characters to have a suspicion outside of Virgil's suspicion, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no way for the audience to come to their own conclusions about yeah. who would have killed the guy. And particularly with... There's one detail in particular that stuck out to me as odd, which was when uh, Gillespie meets Virgil on the levelled site that will become the new factory, mm. and he's got a wooden post, Mm-mm. which... I guess is the murder weapon. Yeah, like I think so. it's it's kind of implied. It's not really stated. Yeah, Virgil says in just an offhand comment to Gillespie. Yeah, I found a chunk of wood in his scalp. Mm. Where the fuck was this information? Like that feels like something that would be a really interesting thing to say earlier, mm. so that people can then be theorizing like, oh, who would have access to a a, a wooden thing yeah. to, with which to clobber him over the head? True. Which kind of then to me is indicative of the murder is not the key driving factor behind the film which is fine which which is okay but it kind of frames it as if it is i agree and yeah it doesn't really deliver on that i suppose that was kind of what i was saying at the beginning with like it's it's a police movie yeah like that's the kind the the kind of thin uh, like setting but the actual yeah. movie itself is about developing Virgil and Gatsby's yeah. relationship with each other. Yes. Which, in that aspect, I praise the film. Yeah. Um, I do agree that, like, mm. the twist and the like, the mystery surrounding the twist was a bit mm. weak in comparison. Yeah. Like, there was so much time dedicated to Virgil and Gillespie going to um, the cotton farm. Yeah. And, like, the build-up. And that scene yeah. being so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, for him to not be the killer, nor yeah. t- technically the, the 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 diner guy having that much of a connection with yeah. that guy anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's my one criticism of the film. Other than that, mm. I think it was really fucking good. I yeah. think stellar performances. Yeah, from really good performances. Again, I still don't understand why Sydney didn't yes. get the Oscar that year. Yeah, because I would say that arguably mm. Rob Steiger is the supporting. Yeah, definitely. And um, I would also say, I mean. Again, for my personal uh, taste and understanding, I would consider his performance to be the weaker of the two because I, at more points, was confused as to his motivations Mm -mm. um, than I was with uh, Mr. Tim's. Um, And also, like, again, it it promised a mystery, didn't deliver on the mystery, in my opinion. Uh, It promised a kind of character study I had a hard time you know comprehending the character study aspect it felt like it set up a lot of things and to me didn't deliver them to the extent I was hoping I think Um, personally I really mm. liked Rob Steiger's performance and I really liked the kind of ambiguity I think Mm. with his beliefs because I like the idea that he's kind of he's having his whole outlook on people And, you know, more specifically black people, like, mm. challenged and thrown on their heads. I, I, I do like the kind of flip-flopping that he does throughout the film. Yeah. Because it makes the the ending satisfying in his kind of somewhat of an appreciation for Virgil. Yeah. But also, I'm still kind of a shitbag and you can't really yeah, make exactly. me change my ways fully. But you did a good job. Yes, exactly. I've had and one I think... positive experience with a black person. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes, and yeah. And I think, like, if you're considering that as like the beginning of his character arc then great this is the instigating factor that then facilitates his change into you know a a socially responsible uh member of the police force Mm -mm -mm. but it's it it doesn't quite work for me because i wanted to see that change happen rather than just Imply, have it be implied that that's what would eventually happen. Yeah. Again, it, that's not a that's not a point against the movie. No, it is no, a choice that a they did that. It's yeah. It's just 
my personal taste. That's so fair. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> I do find it. I was looking up like facts about the film just because mm. I do that usually before these. Because <laughs> I like to yeah. try and insert a little bit of professionalism yeah. into this. Yeah. Not too much. Um, it was so Sidney Poitier, like yeah. I said in the first half, that he like always wanted to take on kind of like positive representations of black people in his mm. films that he got parts for. Mm. Really interesting. It wasn't actually filmed in Mississippi because oh. Sidney Poitier refused to like set foot in the Deep South. Oh, really? Yeah, because of wow the racism. Um, yeah. A really interesting fact Fair. was um, him and uh, another actor. Mm. Um, uh, Belafonte, um, mm. Henry Belafonte, another black actor. Um, they were almost killed. Oh, oh my god! Sorry. Oh, gee, sorry. No, no carry on with no, that. No, I no, thought you meant Belafonte, as in a woman. Called no, Isabella as in Fonte. I can't remember if he's yes, right. Henry or Harry Belafonte. Right. Yes. Anyway, um, but yeah, they were almost killed. Yeah, they were almost killed Jesus. in God. Was it Georgia? I think. Fucking yeah, Georgia hell. by the Cla- like Ku Klux Klan. Oh my god! Um, like I think. Oh God, it might have only been like a few months before, no, like at an earlier date. I didn't necessarily state it, but since then he like refused to step foot. In yeah, the south, fair dues. Which is so like fucking good on him. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, he didn't take shit yeah. from no one, Jesus. and it shows like how much of this role is also a reflection of how much of a shit time he was. Yeah, have absolutely. Filming any kind of thing, Jeez. which again really pisses me off. He didn't mm. get an Academy Award. Yeah, for this film. Wow, God, he is ninety though. He he was what? Knighted. Was he? Yeah. Oh, good thing. Is he British? Yes. Do you need to be British to be knighted? No. I don't know what the rules are. That's a good question, actually. Do you yeah. have to be at home? Sydney, Poitiers. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're listening to this uh, on the day that it comes out, um, we are recording this a few days after the coronation. Oh, God, yeah. holiday. Um, so any images that you might have in your head of people being knighted might be completely wrong now. Hmm. Um, what does it say? He was knighted um, by Queen, by Lizzie. R. No R. way. In 1968. Yeah. Um, so a year, after, a year after this, this film, wow. yeah. um, And he was given the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Obama in 2009. Oh. And it says that he's a Bahaman... Um, American actor so I don't oh, think okay. he, I think he started yeah. off acting in England I might have made that up uh, yeah so I suppose it's just anyone who's relevant to British culture yeah I suppose so yeah. I mean he did a lot of stuff in the UK yeah. like the a really good film that he's in um, same year uh, mm. To Sir With Love which is a film set in England mm. um, okay. it's, like, it's a it's a like a PG like it's a kind of kids yeah, film-ish yeah, yeah. family film mm. Um, and he's a black teacher in a British school and all the oh, implications right. of that like, kind of has yeah. him teaching his students how to not be racist. <laughs> and that's really good. <laughs> I, f- I feel he got like, his more interesting roles I feel came from England. Mm. Um, but in saying that, this is a very good film. Yeah. It's a shame though, his career kind of like fizzled out mm. um, because as he went on and as he kind of like rigidly stood to this idea of not wanting to play yeah. bad guys. yeah. You, you you kind of can't not mm. do that a lot of the time, exactly. unfortunately. Like, I'm doing a module for the uni. Well, have. It's now finished. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we finished that <laughs> Ah! Um, don't say that. There's a module that we do on, like, stars and stardom. Mm. And we do a week on, like, um, black American actors. Mm. Um, with the case of the example of um, Will Smith. Oh right, and like I believe Sidney Poitier like made a comment because he died. He only died quite quite recently. Yeah, um, I think like twenty thirteen, maybe mm. maybe a bit earlier. Um, being like, oh yeah, um, I'm not seen as favourable because all of these younger black actors in America are okay playing like arguably stereotypical roles, and then he like name dropped Will Smith into that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. like stardom trajectories and stuff like that are very yeah. interesting. Huh. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. Which is, so, yeah. yeah, did he, I mean, is this his most famous role? Arguably, yeah. yeah. He also yeah. has a film, oh, is it like called Look Who, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? The I Tiger believe? Who Came to Tea. <laughs> Ooh. 
Um, it was a 1967... Got a busy year Jesus, for Sydney. Yeah. 1967. Um, which is, again, race-related. Yeah. Um, he's a black, like, physician. Right. And he uh, wants to marry a white woman and they're in a relationship. Yeah. It's about her taking, introducing him to his family um, and her being, like, you know, not him not being appreciated by the family because he's black and shit like that. Jesus. Um, but it's Spencer Tracy. That sounds very similar to Get Out. Oh my God, yeah. No, it doesn't go in that trajectory. <laughs> no, good, 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 good. Um, it's Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, though. Oh, wow. As older okay. actors, being their old, older parents. Yeah. It's a good film, though. Um, yeah. Nice cover. Mm. So that film I definitely have heard of. I don't think I'd heard of... Um, in the heat of the night before we watched it. Oh, really? Um, I, I, like, I'm barely even familiar with Sidney Poitier as an, as an actor. He's, yeah. So. I think he's, he's, um, he's underrated, I think. Yeah. And I don't think people talk about him mm. enough in yeah. terms of how important he mm. was in yeah. terms of just, like, black actors mm. and coverage in Hollywood films. Yeah, but I think that's, like, I hate to say that is, uh, a facet of the time, I suppose, isn't it? And like still people, now, arguably. Was this film particularly successful when it came out? God, yeah. It, um, oh, really? Did it win Best Picture? Well, yeah, well, I suppose... I think it, it did. Yeah, if it won Oscars for anything. Um, but, yeah, if... Yeah, it's it's good that a film like this was successful. Yeah. Um, at the time it was released. Uh, it's a shame that he wasn't, like, properly recognised for it, though. For this one, yeah, like I mean, he has he has won Oscars in the past, mm. you know, like which is great. Yeah. But yeah, no, it just it, it again it just baffles me that he wasn't the one that won Best Actor for yeah. this. I don't even know if he was. I don't think he was nominated Jesus. at all. Like, which is weird because yeah. that assumes that he didn't fucking like he didn't win. Yeah. They, they didn't think of him as the main character. Yeah. Even though all the book shows, yeah, about him. exactly, which is fucking bizarre. Because... It won, by the way, best picture that year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good for them. Um, did uh, what's the other guy called? Uh, Rob Steiger. Rob Steiger. Did Rob Steiger reference uh, Sidney Poitier at all in his speech? Got no, no idea. Cool. All right. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd hope that he gave him a little bit of a shout out. Otherwise, yeah. he learned nothing from the film. I mean, but... it, did, it did sweep the Oscars that late. Yeah, like it got best sound, best editing, oh, wow. best. Ad- like screenplay adaptation, yeah. actor. Best editing not... is interesting because there were a couple of shots that I thought were actually really rough. Yeah, I'd say cinematography wise, it was yeah. beautiful. It was like, yeah, was that like... shot of the train at the end and is the one of the guy fantastic. running along the bridge. Yeah, that's that was cool. Really that's good. cool. Yeah, but there was, I think there's one uh, towards the beginning and one at the end. Uh, well, not at the end, in the middle. Yeah. Um, one looking at uh, a car's brake lights and then one tracking uh, Tibbs as he goes to uh, the chief's office door yeah. um, which is like a really kind of janky sped up yes. um, it's weird. sweeping shot which yeah it felt really out of place and bizarre because other than that like you were saying um, beforehand the cinematography is Gorgeous, and the, the color of it is fantastic blues, as well. Yeah, the blues, the yeah, it's Just... a really beautifully shot film. It's a shame mm. that, um, and I mean, I hope nobody takes us the wrong way. The town they shoot it in is a complete fucking shithole. Oh, it's awful! Like, so it's <laughs> on purpose, I suppose. yeah, on purpose. But the kind of um, the setups of each shot are you know, really, really well done really well balanced really like the one at the train station yes. is one of my favourites yeah. um, where like Tibbs is sat down and, Ge- yeah, yeah. and Gillespie's walking over to him yeah, that's lovely. Um, I think that's a really beautiful shot it's a shame that the scenery isn't prettier because no. like man those shots seemed like they were wasted on mm. that fucking barren <laughs> churned earth and but orange fucking so ribbons yeah, it is. It is. But I was like, looking more. Sorry, yeah. I was looking more at the IMDb just to go back to the kind of like nomination yeah. things. Like uh, he, like blah, 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 he was. He didn't. Rob Steiger won for Academy Awards. Right. He also won for the Golden Globes. Wow. He also won for the British Academy Awards. Oh my God. Um, like every single like got yeah. yeah Golden Globes Grammys. Oh well, the, obviously the soundtrack called Grammys. Yeah. Um, Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards. Rob Steiger won. Um, like it's it's it 
at pretty much every single award show, yeah. Rob Steiger won for Best Actors and of the year. that is absolutely bizarre. Like, not a well, single it, I mean, it's not, not a single one. It's not bizarre in the sense that, like, I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. But it's bizarre in the sense that this was a really successful film that discussed race, race relations mm. and ended on a positive note with, you know, tangible evidence uh, that a racist receives that mm-hmm. black people are... Oh, that was the uh, uh, the mic case falling over. That's my bad. Um, that uh, black people are just as competent as white people, yeah. uh, if not more so in the case of uh, Virgil Tibbs. And yet, all of, the, all of the people surrounding the film clearly did not grasp that message. Yeah, it's like so um, yeah. ironic. Yeah, they completely missed the point. That's, I mean, I mean, it's almost funny. It's not really funny. No, but it's like, ironic. It's, yeah, it's so. ironic, yeah. Love a bit of irony. Um, like, a bit of salt in the wound. Yeah, Jesus. Which sucks. In saying yeah. that, Rob Steiger didn't get knighthood. That's true. That's so, very I'm not saying true. that to I'm, have yeah. any fame in the world is and to be marked by and the that's queen. Proof. But... The royal family is not racist. <laughs> Meghan Markle, who I've never heard of her. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's a very, very, very strange thing. Is I guess it's one of those like ahead of its time kind of things. Yeah. Um, where the world just wasn't ready to no. not be racist. No. <laughs> I mean, in and many respects, it's still note. not. Yeah. Jeez. And on that note, I think we should wrap up today yeah yeah it's yeah i think this probably a bit of a shorter episode but it's last week yeah. was quite short as well it was an hour and ten was that an hour and ten yeah wow yeah, god we, not too bad. we rattle on don't we yeah we, <laughs> we just don't know what to shut no. up uh, to be fair we have a lot to say about tarantino who um directed this uh thingy jewison yeah. um do we uh, what, what else has Norman Jewison. Norman Jewison uh, did Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler, yeah. Um, what else did he do? He did loads. Mm. Um, he did. God. Uh, oh, um, I think. He, no, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like three sentences. Then I think he's okay. done quite a bit of things, but yeah. he's Canadian. Okay. Uh, and yeah. he did the Night Fiddler on the Roof. Because I've I've never heard of star. him. G. Whoa. Moonstruck. Real. Good Real film. departure from form for this one, then. Yeah, he's okay. a lot. Yeah, okay. He's a good guy. Yeah. But his most famous films, I would say, is this, Fiddler on the Roof and Moonstruck. Yeah. And we should okay. probably watch Fiddler on the Roof at some point. Yeah. It's a good one. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Every time I... Every time I hear that song, I think of the SNL parody. Oh, um, yeah. They do those musical parodies. I think it started with Diner Lobster. Yeah. Where they just do a load of songs from musicals as, like, really seedy characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've mentioned the uh, West Side Story baby who goes, Gah, Gah, Gah. But there's... I think it's the same guy. I think it's... Um, uh, Brett, I I can't remember his name. I Beck, Beck, someone. Um, he plays. Uh, I think they call him the Diddler on the Roof. Oh, oh um, no! <laughs> and it's uh, like something, a... something. So take off your clothes. Say no one will know. And polish my uncut gems. <laughs> Oh, and no. it's like <laughs> it's this guy who gets wheeled in on a fucking like rooftop. It's meant to be in New York, and he's got his trousers around his ankles and a pair of binoculars. Oh wow! <laughs> it's Brilliant. really funny. Uh, no, That's well, man. And it sounds like he forgets his line after no one will know because he goes, "No one will know." Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. It's really really funny. Uh, Beck Bennett, I think he's called. Anyway, um, that's Bennett. neither here nor there. Um, but for those yeah. playing Buster's Classic Bingo at home, take off your SNL reference. <laughs> One. Oh yeah. I listen. I only know. No, no, no. I that only is... know a few things. Mm-mm. No, no, no. And that's that is the not... point of this podcast. That is not God a read it. whatsoever. It's just a facet of <laughs> yeah. us being tired uni students <laughs> having hyperfixations. Yeah. On not things. even hyperfixations. Putting on the fucking lowest common denominator YouTube say, clip show. I would say you have like, quite an extensive knowledge of SNL. 
Oh, yeah, but only because I put on... Uh, not because I'm hyperfixated. It's because I l- need compilation things to turn my oh, brain right, off. And fine. SNL compilations are mm-hmm. some of the... It's like... It is my uh, 2020s uh, version of Vine compilations. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. I, I, to a certain extent... Um, there's also the the quintessentially British memes series by those. one zillion odd goldfish. Unusual memes. Unusual there. unusual memes. I can go either way on. Um, I like the kind of more themed ones rather mm-hmm. than just random memes because I hate to say I've usually seen quite a lot That's of the unusual so, memes. So already. true. Based. Um, I like <laughs> based. Based. Right. <laughs> Okay, I think we've. You said let's wrap up, and I took us on two or three different tangents. That's all right. I think I've I've said my piece. Me too. I've said all my stuff that I have to say. I think this was a more low key episode. And I, I like think it those. very much was because um, sometimes, yeah. like, I think we get like not a problem at all. We get mm. very wrapped up in like yes. bits, which yeah. is great. I think it makes <laughs> for very good listening. But I also enjoy yeah. our kind of. Our yeah, exactly. Subtle and it always comes at around this time yeah. in the season, and with an older where, film. Yeah, with a, yeah, with an older film where we just that, kind we of go. Ch- <sighs> yeah, you know. Um, and saying that we were rather chatty, Kathy's for some like it hot. Yeah, exactly. And, that and that's ain't nothing wrong with that. We should do an um, old, old one. Well, I've heard the Passion of Joan of Arc is oh, quite God. good. <laughs> I don't know why I even suggested that. I was just kind of like, oh yeah, let's do, let's do like yeah. a silent. But to be fair, like if we're going off of like the thinly veiled rules, can you tell that thinly veiled is something a word that I've really enjoyed saying? <laughs> do you get that? You just got like, hung up on. Oh, absolutely, things. yeah, absolutely. I've I've been saying bizarre a lot. You say bizarre a lot. I, yeah, but I didn't used to like two or three months ago it's the way you put the inflection on it as well it's like bizarre bizarre bizarre. Um, (laughs) and I say so true a massive amount at the minute as well you've been saying so true for like three years yeah 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 Um, anyway sorry carry on no don't worry Um, the thinly veiled rules yes of the podcast like what is a classic which I'm still (laughs) yet to pin down um, because like oh my god we were in the same lecture when Mao one of our lecturers was talking about like what makes films films that are worthy of being put on like criterion lists of like yeah, best films ever yeah. kind and of like thing. cult films yeah sort of things, and yeah. like what what warrants a classic yeah. the idea and then Mao being Mao was like a classic is very like based on like white old man ideas from Hollywood <laughs> which yes I totally <laughs> agree I don't yeah. I think that I fit into that category mm. of classification of classics a lot mm. because it's populous yeah. And I want this podcast to do well. Um, <laughs> we are the cultural mediators. I mean, yeah. Inter- like, or is it intermediaries? Cultural? Intermediaries, maybe? Yeah. Taste makers. We are the taste makers. Taste maker, taste maker. <laughs> Make me a taste. <laughs> Give um. me a snack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, what I was going to say yeah. is, technically by definition, mm. not many people in the populace would have watched a silent film. Mm. Um, that's not me trying to get out so, of watching Joan of Arc. Because I think we should at some point, because I think it'll be like a really cool... I think a lot of people will come to the screening for it as well. Yeah, I hope we get so. the space. Yeah. And also, like, uh, the beauty of silent films is that you can choose which composer you want to narrate your film yes. for the music. Yeah. And we can do read it. We can we can do voiceovers. Get our friend <laughs> Jen. <laughs> yeah. Because Jen's got a bit of French. Oh, right. Yeah, so I'm not I, just I, saying I, that completely Jen. that completely went over my head no, as no. to and I looked up and Phoebe was smiling at me and I was like Is, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get I'm it. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's a very good Does point. Does Jen have an affinity yes. for being burnt yeah. at the stage? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um maybe. Maybe. I've not asked her about it. But we should do like older maybe like a kind of nineteen thirties or something. Yeah. Like a screwball. We haven't done a screwball yet. Have we not? Mm-mm. Not even Wayne's World. Well, that's not well. Mm. I yeah. suppose grey area. Screwball like a true, a true screwball. Sorry, screwball uh, romance. Like rom Oh, right, 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 right. So yeah. like, to be fair, when we did our test uh, episode that will never see the light of day for <laughs> When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Um, that's like, that that mm. kind of vibe. Yeah. But like going back to its origins. Mm. So like maybe something Cary Grant based. And you yeah. finally get to see actually who Cary Grant yes. is. Sh- Shell Oil Jr. Shell Oil Jr. Yeah. Yes. Proper guy. Hello, oh. darling. <laughs> I love him. What a man. Oh, good times. Right. 
but all that's up? for another day for i think so day. yeah another us. um hope you guys are doing well follow us mm. on instagram at but it's a classic underscore pod P-O-G. that's great that's great that we have that <laughs> um follow us on spotify yep. hit the notification bell give us a rating um send us fan mail send us um money uh send us uh do you think we set up like a a a cash app (laughs) anyone would a ko-fi do you think do you think anyone maybe i mean reach out to us on instagram i'll give you my fucking monzo details you can just deposit straight there yeah I, i don't care i'm not fussy um, anyway, anyway, that's quite enough of that. Very. I think. Uh, see you all soon. Farewell. Bye.